When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical-oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Anyway, he's, he's the professor and he writes the book, The Masks We Wear. Okay. The masks we wear, Wendy, uh, metaphorically speaking. Right. So he goes in and talks to him. He's like, well, uh, maybe it's one of the Norse gods, the night god, Loki, maybe. And they just roll past it. And I was like, that's Loki. The mask is Loki. That's crazy. Yeah. And he was full of mischief in that movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was like a, 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 a um, demon possessed mask. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode. I have the boys uh, from Operation Red Pill on, and we get into the esoteric side 
of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and much, much more. Uh, if you notice, the uh, the title is called the Satanic Control Matrix. Uh, we get a little deep. And as always, the full episode over at patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast will get you the whole entire three hours of this episode. We did not sit down to 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 go that long. Got out. Hey, how long do you have, Ghost? I said, ah, I don't know. I got two hours set aside. Next thing you know, it's like three hours. And wow. I mean, I mean, it went fast. And go give them guys a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes as well as myself or Spotify, just a five-star rate. Also, like and share and subscribe to any of their um you know platforms that they they might have also share this episode share every episode that you can including theirs mine and anything uh the more you share word of mouth you 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 would not be uh, disappointed and you'd be surprised at how well the word of mouth actually does travel and help shows grow so like i said share this episode with anyone that you want and on that note enjoy the rest of your week and we'll be coming back at you on sunday for the early release at talk at the tavern and monday for talk at the tavern uh one hour uh episode for free so you know and don't forget about cunt yeah don't 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 short us on any questions either come on send them in jeez it's like like telling my kids to do chores anyway just kidding enjoy the episode all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of my third eye today i have the luxury and the privilege to have the boys on from operation red pill i have christopher dean and jason spears and we're going to break down a little esoteric uh symbolism and meaning behind the uh, marvel cinematic universe so uh jason christopher whoever wants to take over introduce yourself let my audience know where they can find you and let's get rolling all right we are uh, operation red pill you can find us at uh, orppodcast.com we're also on twitter facebook and instagram same thing orp podcast and uh we release a an episode every week every wednesday at midnight and yeah you got anything to add jason well now you covered all the sweet stuff man <laughs> and I, I guess the only thing after that would be we love destroying people's uh relationship with their their favorite films <laughs> yeah it, it happens i don't necessarily love it it's just a, a symptom of of this approach now actually we've been accused of that and it's kind of funny in this space is what we're becoming known for is some of our breakdown of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But one of my friends actually hit me up and they were like, listen, do you just enjoy ruining everything? <laughs> and I was like, everything? Like, I feel like I should take that as a compliment, but it's still an insult. You know, at least you're saying I'm comprehensive in my ruining of things, but the premise, I don't think I like the fact that you think I ruin everything. <laughs> you know, but I, I got where they were coming from. The, the sad part is we really don't necessarily try to ruin things you know we're both fan of cinema right we both really like movies so coming to some of these uncomfortable conclusions is as much an emotional journey and struggle for us as it may be for somebody else listening you know it's kind of like i mean i hate to say it this way but i think Chappelle said it best it was like when bill cosby was allegedly accused of doing certain things you're like I don't want pudding pops to rate. I like pudding pops. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You're, you're like, I don't want Marvel to actually be delivering these, these types of uh, subversive ideas. And I don't necessarily want my favorite Avenger to be a metaphor of a much deeper esoteric idea. Like I just like my Avenger. Like, can we, can we leave it alone? But I think uh, a serious follower of Christ is, is, required to constantly evaluate what's going on them around them so they can apply what they've learned oh, you can't turn a blind eye to things right so once you see it there's a responsibility that i gotta address it now you know yeah. i have to adjust course accordingly if i've got emotional ties with this thing i have to 
do the hard work of disattaching myself from it so that I can put it in its appropriate place. Because ultimately, if it's something that is toxic, right? If it's something that's spiritually corrosive, then it's going to do us harm, even if it comes in a package that we really like. Mm. Right. You'd want to know if there's poison in your food, even if it is your favorite food. Actually, oh, I like Mountain Dew, so I'm not sure if I want to know. <laughs> okay. You should care. You should <laughs> want to know. That's what it is. Right. If you only knew what kind of ba- uh, human, uh, how do I put this? Human particles, stem cells, whatever that go into a lot of our foods and uh, Mountain Dew and, and PepsiCo is a big one. Yeah, I think I was doing some research on what is that heck two two eighty four two thirteen something like something that. like that. Yeah, yeah, Ryan and yeah, I were talking the, about a long oh wow or a long time ago. But yeah, really. you know, actually, you guys were probably a show that I heard that from. Okay, because uh, I, I remember I think it was Ryan and uh, I couldn't remember exactly who his guest was, but as soon as I heard it, I stopped what I was doing, picked my phone up, and I'm like. I got to find out more about this. Like, I hope mm-hmm. there's a whole show on just this. <laughs> and I looked it up and I was like, no, it's in way more things than I would have imagined. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we're putting this on the back burner. We got to, we got to dig into that a little bit more. <laughs> right. I think I called you up, Christopher. and was like, you won't believe what I just heard. Mm-hmm. No, I remember that. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Closely tied to when my mom was like, Hey, do you know what trisodium phosphate is? I was yeah, like, no, DSP. why? She's like, oh, I used to, yeah, I had to used to uh, have to wear protective goggles and gloves when I clean the clean the kitchen with it. And by the way, it's in your cereal and it's in your bread and it's in your crackers. And I was like, good grief! Uh-huh. You can't you can't get away from it. No, no, it's a it's and, a system. And guess who started That's it just... all? It was the cigarette company to the two big cigarette companies when they bought originally bought out the big. Uh, like General Mills, one bought General Mills, one bought like Nabisco and everything. And when they did that, mm-hmm. they used their same marketing campaign to advertise to kids all this processed junk food and everything and started pumping all these chemicals into it, just like they did with tobacco. And bada bing, bada boom, now we're here. You know, it's a proven strategy, though, because I know they went to, I think, on some of their court cases, they actually got the playbook on how the cigarette companies marketed mm-hmm. what they knew and how they strategically counter marketed what they knew to the public. Yeah. Right. And you're like, when you went to court and they're like, we, we didn't know like, Oh, BS. Yes, you did. Yeah, you, did. you definitely knew. We, we got the paperwork right here that says, <laughs> uh, dear everybody scratch line four, redact line five and just talk about line seven. That's all we're talking about. Yep. yep. I'm like, you, you're kidding me. So you're absolutely right, man. They went ahead and and if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it's an effective strategy. It's still That's crazy. Today. I didn't know that. And it even ties in with yeah. some of the stuff that you guys do with uh with the movies, you know, with the subliminal messaging that started back in like the 50s and 60s. You know, they flash a slight image that you probably wouldn't even catch. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, you know, I want, I want popcorn or something. I want this candy. Yeah, you didn't know why. Yeah, yeah I think the first film that that clued me into that was Fight Club. Mm. Really? Yeah, I remember. I think I believe it was Brad. If I'm remembering the movie right, I think Brad Pitt's character was talking about some of the subliminal things that they put in to actual films. How they will splice in a coke. Oh yeah, because yeah. Wasn't the the porn or whatever in. On yeah, don't, don't remember that part. I remember the coke, but. Oh yeah, he <laughs> thought he thought it was hysterical to to put in like sections of porn in in cartoons so they'd watch it and then all of a sudden it'd flash in front of their face with the sound effect and and then it was just back to the cartoon nothing to see here yeah right isn't that crazy though what your mm-hmm. mind can pick up yeah did you see uh the uh katie perry uh what was it et or whatever music video no the in uh several several different clips throughout that is like monkeys having sex horses having sex just randomly throughout the video real weird i wonder what sort of cognitive impact that would have because that's not going to lead me to you know i really feel like riding a a clydesdale right now <laughs> like like what's the what's the fallout of just randomly seeing animals having sex i don't know it's weird though it's weird her song et was disturbing and it's catchy yeah tell me what like song it's got them a lot disturbing you know what to the same point which right. song of hers isn't catchy yeah true 
Like, I wish you would write a, a disturbing, non-catchy song if you got to write one. <laughs> you know, but I, I remember I was doing some research on E.T. and I went to listen to it. And guy was like, you got three listens and that's it. I was like, but I'm on three and a half. Cut it. Because you'll be listening all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that hook. Here's it's crazy how it gets. Go down the rabbit Go hole. Ahead. The Katy Perry possibly could be John Benet Ramsey. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? I've not heard about that. I haven't heard that one either. Yeah. Huh. It's just one of those crazy theories that floats around out there. And Taylor Swift could be uh, the daughter of um, Anton, Anton LaVey's. His uh, granddaughter, wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, granddaughter. Yeah. Something like that. Because uh, what is it, Zeta? Or Z- Zeta LeVay looks yeah. like her. Totally. Huh. Yeah. They got it's some cool. uncanny physical characteristics. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, it's crazy the way that this stuff gets embedded into your mind. Because I haven't listened to Katy Perry in who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife were hanging out the other day. And I was like, tone, tan, fit, and ready turn it up because it's getting heavy wild wild west coast these i was like snoop dog how are you still in my head from this song that i haven't even listened to for years bro <laughs> kayla was like what are you doing i was like don't ask i'm embarrassed <laughs> bro okay so i don't know what movie i was watching it was some movie that i hadn't seen in a long time okay. and i mean like probably two and a half decades i hadn't seen this film okay and i go back and i watch it and the music from the film, the songs are kicking in in my memory about two or three measures before I'm hearing it in the movie. Right. Uh-huh. And it's because of my memory, because I remember actually watching the movie as a kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are the lyrics still in my mind? I can't remember what I did yesterday. So you can you can know things that you don't know, you know, hey, we're on with ghosts. <laughs> so I expect you to have some common courtesy. And I'm not going to say to you what I'm going to say to you. When you go uh, you're good. You can say whatever you want here. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're recording. I don't need any evidence. <laughs> no, it's gotcha. funny because some of these some of these like really difficult concepts uh, we'll we'll run back and forth and they'll just come up, you know, over and over through the years. And we had argued for probably a month <laughs> on whether or not you can actually know something, but not know that you know it. So any, I, I think I ended up on top on that argument. So it's funny when, when. Yeah. You just say you won. I ended up on top. Uh, we'll say you won. So people <laughs> don't get the wrong idea. But no. So, so anytime I can plug that, that victory again, is, is pretty great. Yeah, you make it seem like you get so few victories. Uh, yeah. yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so with like implanted ideas and this stuff sticks around for a while. I'm not sure, Ghost, exactly what your stance is on the Bible, but I know that uh, Matt from The Great Deception and Ryan, you know, lean more towards that that direction because they recognize this consistent attack against it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's crazy. It's it's nice to hear other people say that because Jason and I've kind of been saying it for a while. Like seventy five percent of believing college students, when they go to attend university, will end up abandoning their faith mm-hmm. if if they believe in the Bible. That that's a a staggering amount of brainwashing. Oh yeah, big time. And and from the outside, if you look at it, it it might just seem like the uh, the idea that oh well, you know, God is an antiquated idea. And just the smarter you get, then you just push out these ideas that don't make sense anymore. But that that couldn't be further from the truth. I think, uh, what is it, most of the people that have won uh, Nobel Prizes, Jason, mm-hmm. have actually believed in a higher power? Yeah. So this idea, I think even Bill Nye mentioned it when he was, uh, when he he was, was debating Ken Ham. He's not a guy at all. Just got right, no, he's there. not. You he's, mean Bill Nye, the actor guy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, But people look to him and he goes, well, you can't believe in any religion because any religion is going to stifle the advancements in technology of humanity. And it's, it's just not true. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. But the fact that they, they say it and, and people actually believe it is, well, is like crazy. Say, if you repeat a lie frequently enough, it'll get believed. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the whole, the whole idea that you can separate humanity from religion is really a non-starter. Because religion, by definition, is a system of thought. Right. 
it has to answer the the five basic questions of humanity. You know, how we get here, how are we supposed to treat each other? What's the purpose of life? What happens after we die? Do we have a destiny? If you say you're not religious, if you claim to be irreligious, non-religious, atheist, what have you, you still require to provide answers to those questions. And as soon as you do, you've just created a religious system of thought. Right. Right. So you can't have that. The only way that you cannot have that is by not having a system of thought, which is really what I think they're pushing a lot of people to. Well, if you end up developing that, which would be kind of interesting, immediately you disqualify yourself in my book for me taking anything you say seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Immediately. But I mean, thinking with your emotions. I feel like that's something that we should do. <laughs> You're wrong. Here we go again. But it's funny, well, I don't well, think if he's that... wrong, then that means every woman on this planet should be non-existent. <laughs> I feel like that's dangerous territory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just talking to one of my friends today, and I'm like, listen, you've got to get a handle on your emotions because you're treating them like they don't lie to you. And they'll, they'll as soon as like you can that. realize, Whew. right, as soon as you realize yep. that just because you're feeling something doesn't mean it's valid which is a huge issue like in psychology. You know, a lot of a lot of uh people are teaching you can't invalidate what a person says they feel. Well, I guess you can. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't feel it. All I'm saying is that the prerequisite conditions that led to that emotional sensation may not be authentic. They may not be true. Right. Right. You're you know? really feeling it, but it doesn't represent reality. Right. If you think that your significant other is cheating on you and you find you're mad about it, but then you find out, no, I was actually out trying to buy you gifts. I wasn't staying out late. Oh, mm-hmm. suddenly I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> but what happened? You got new information that you allowed to change your, your purview and perspective on reality. And you adjusted your emotional response to the new information. You should be doing that anyway. I'm about to say that's all we're asking. Yeah, that's it. If we if we could do that, ninety some percent of the arguments, and I'm not even talking about between man and woman. I just mean between one person and another person, would really be be truncated. They 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 be they be over with. We don't have a reason to argue. Right, but we feel more than we think. It's a problem. We live in a we live in a society that would rather feel good and feel right than actually be right. Oh. Big time. And right. And that's a problem Mm -hmm. because we've been conditioned to constantly think with our emotions, but more importantly, we've been conditioned to not think with our intellect. And that's because emotions can be manipulated far easier than intellect. Mm -hmm. The rules of logic would immediately identify lies much, much quicker than emotional responses will identify lies. That's why yeah. you see such a huge um, attack on what people call conspiracy theorists. Well, all a conspiracy theorist is is someone who thinks for themselves, questions what information they're gathered, and tries to put pieces together to make a puzzle fit. And right when the pandemic and everything else came out, and people started doing that. Oh, you're hated. You're attacked. Oh, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm you know, or your work, like you were saying. You know, you had people saying. Why are you crushing my reality with, you know, the the Avengers and this and that? And, and it's like, look, I'm just taking the you know, same information that you're given, analyzing it right, and forming an, uh, an educated thought. And I, sorry, you get butthurt over that. But, you know, they're just facts. This is this is the information. This is the truth. Right. Facts aren't feelings. Uh-uh. Right. <clears throat> it bothers me when Christians have an issue with conspiracy theories because we, we see this a lot and in, in, in our genre or whatever you want to call it, call it Christian our culture, community. our community. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because it, it makes no sense be, because so much of the, the Christian doctrine or Christian narrative is based off of conspiracy. Right. Right. You had the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees conspire against Jesus you know, you had Judas conspire with the Pharisees against Jesus. Even after the fact, you have the Roman guards and the religious leaders conspiring against this. Like, 
here we have a bunch of conspiracy theories and and we we're not even out of the historical pages of the bible so you can't it, it's just ridiculous to you be able take to take it to mainstream i mean right now there are people being held uh, you know and i'm not even expressing my my opinion on these events but the facts are people are being held from from the january 6th incident at mm -hmm. the capitol and they're being charged with conspiracy how can they be charged with that if there's no such thing as conspiracy? That's all I'm saying. How does the United States government recognize conspiracy as a valid form of a criminal offense that they could bring charges against you on and at the same time deny or try to downplay a theory that espouses a conspiracy? Like That's what you have to do when you bring that conspiracy accusation and charge against someone. You, you have a theory. And you're bringing it to, yeah. you're bringing it to court, right? I'm like, it's oh, it's so frustrating the amount of uh, schizophrenic thinking that our culture employs and treats it as though it's valid logical assessment, right? But I mean, they so like you were saying, conspiracy with Genesis Genesis six, and we talk about conspiracies all the time. I think one another one of those conspiracies is the attack on the Bible. The fact that the idea or the idea of Jesus or the historicity of the Bible is antithetical to technological pursuit or science. And I really think the truth of it is, is it's not that it's at all antithetical to science and technology, but it's antithetical to the satanic control matrix and the agenda of the Kabbalist elites. And that's why they have an issue with it. So hey, did you hear that? What? There was like a huge explosion across the across the pot verse. You I, hear? I didn't hear it. Yeah, you said something satanic what? And the people's like satanic control matrix. Yeah, yeah. You just ran past that like everybody <laughs> knew what that was. Like they got that back in fifth grade. It's like, yeah, we got that SCM. Cool. What's next? All right. So what is it, Jason? Yeah, listen, I, I wasn't on track. <laughs> um the satanic control matrix is actually this integrated system of control that has three overlapping tiers to it. Starts out focused on the individual and then it moves to a societal level and then finally to a global level. And its goal is to institute absolute control over every facet and aspects of a person's life on every level, right? So starts out dealing with uh, demonically inspired education, which normally gets a person introduced to and comfortable with, and in some cases even initiate into occult practices under the guise of... Um, Multi multicultural study, right? At the same time that that's going on, there are social conditioning protocols that are being put in place that are also affecting the way a person thinks. It's affecting the way a person perceives reality. It's utilizing proven brainwashing techniques in order to affect change on a regional level. And then finally, all of that plays into an integrated system that we would call the New World Order, which is about establishing the satanic, uh, the satanic governmental system of old that led to the flooding of this planet in ancient times. So it's very, very dangerous, but very, very real. And these are types of things when people start poking at it or pointing at it, they get immediate responses that sometimes are not too friendly. Right. Well, that kind of ties back into when you were watching a movie that you hadn't seen for two and a half decades and you're like oh i mm -hmm. I, I knew the the, the the song i knew these verses i, I was queuing them up who was the greatest right. choir master ever satan who controls yeah. music who, who do these artists sell right. their, supposedly sell their souls to satan so i don't know it's yeah all around i us. think you're spot on there mm -hmm. and, and i think the bible gives us the tool set to kind of work against the agenda of the elites or, or the satanic control matrix. But Marvel, the the satanic brainwashing that we see in this the second tier of the satanic control matrix is where Marvel comes in with that Gnostic inversion. Have you have you seen the Captain Marvel movie, Ghost? I no, I haven't. I refuse to. <laughs> okay, why do you refuse to see this one? Uh I, I don't know. I, I just heard it went way too woke and I was just like, mm. I could be wrong. I'm just going off what other people have said that when they saw it, I was just like, okay. And I believe Captain Marvel was originally a man. 
or was Captain uh, Marvel always a woman? I should know this. I'm not sure. You're the resident comic book is, is, expert. Well, as far back as I remember, Captain Marvel was a woman, but okay. uh, it, there definitely could have been a an earlier version that was a man. Well, hold on. I know they changed something for the movie. Did they change her ethnicity? Like in the comics, was she black? Yeah, no, there was something I don't to think do so. with, with the character itself that they. Yeah, they there was changed. something they changed. I thought it was with with her ethnicity. Maybe, like I said, I, I I didn't grow up reading comic books, so my exposure to this content is strictly from the cinematic world established by Marvel. Okay, and then I have to go back through you and other people and kind of pick up some of the lore established in the books. Okay, and I only know some of it. Like I, I didn't know much about Miss Marvel. Okay. And it, it gets a little confusing because there's Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Um, it's the the term Marvel is oh, so you, you asked Ghost if he had seen Miss Marvel. Oh, did I? It, which one did he ask? Cap- did he Captain ask Miss Marvel? Marvel? Captain. Captain Marvel. Okay. Okay. Good. Oh, okay. Because that that's whew, that's what I meant to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Why, man? I was sitting there going, "Wait, did I misunderstand the question?" <laughs> No, so so this one, uh, this has got Brie Larson in it. She plays Captain Marvel or, or Carol Danvers, and then Jude Law would be the um, the well, you don't know it at the beginning, but he's he's the antagonist. Okay, uh, Jan Rigg, I think was his name, and and this is just another one. Some of the movies, it's kind of hard to see the Gnostic messaging, but this one is just it's blatant in your face. So you have Captain Marvel, she gets kidnapped essentially by this elite governing uh, institution that's led by a supreme intelligence. Hmm. And they have this um, kind of just blind faith in this supreme intelligence, whatever the supreme intelligence says, you just do it. And they are spreading the, the, the Cree message and trying to eradicate the um the scrolls because the scrolls are the the evil people so that's what that's actually what you you think about in the beginning of this movie like that's how they set it up and then throughout the movie you realize that the Cree are actually um lying to captain marvel she has this hidden power and they keep telling her that she can't use it and the scrolls actually are the good people but <laughs> they um their primary a uh, defense mechanism is deceit because they're shapeshifters. Mm, okay. so, so if we're lo- looking at this from the Gnostic perspective, we have the Cree would be the, the church, right? The supreme mm-hmm. intelligence would be God because he's all knowing and they are brainwashing and kidnapping people and telling you, you can't be yourself, right? You have to hide and suppress this, this inner power that you have. And then they try to uh, color the, the enemy which is really the good guy, the, the oppressed one, because a lot of this is about uh, sympathy for the devil. So when you really discover who the scrolls are and they're just they're just being abused by the Cree. So Satan's just getting abused by this tyrannical God, you know, and he's really just trying to find his way and he's trying to team up with humans to, to try to make this happen. And uh, in the movie, the way that Captain Marvel is able to overthrow Cree power is by... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. true to herself right following her heart that old disney montage right right embracing this hidden power that she has and that's what gives her the ability to fight off the lies of the supreme intelligence to uh defeat the overwhelming forces of the kree empire and then she can be all buddy buddy with these um these little i hate to call them liars like i as characters in the film i think they do a really good job of 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 being kind of the oppressed group. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I come at it harshly from that Gnostic perspective that these are, you know, the demons, these are the, the Satan archetypes that we're seeing that are being presented in a way that gets us to sympathize with them. And uh, they work with Captain Marvel to develop a, uh, a technologically advanced engine so then they can escape the reach of the Cree and find a safe place to civil to um develop a civilization now i mean all of like that makes me kind of want to watch the movie now (laughs) you know what i mean marvel needs to pay us oh no christopher's good (laughs) man when when he gives you that backstory you're like okay this seems dope i'll go check it out yeah yeah i mean because on its face it it, sorry Gus, go ahead no i was just gonna say last night i actually just started watching loki and I, I do have, I don't know. It's it's weird. I've always kind of liked Loki. Um, yeah, he, I'm the he, same way. Especially when he came down that staircase in Thor, and he yeah. had the hair and the, the the he had the he had the scepter. He had the look of it was like a weird mix between debonair and dangerous. Yeah, and he and had that he, smooth little trot down, and I was like, I, okay, I think I could pull off Loki. I'm gonna have to grow my fro <laughs> out and relax a little bit, but I could almost do it. Yeah. And and being the god of mischief, I mean that I don't. It's just like, okay, what's this trickster gonna do? You know what I mean? Like going into mm-hmm. it and kind of have kind of having some knowledge of you know the Nordic religion and what have you. And I was just like, oh, I can't wait to see how they they bring this character in with Loki and how they do it. But it, it kind of with what you guys. I don't want to jump the gun, but what you guys break down totally spins my mind in so many different directions because it's like, wait a minute, should I, I shouldn't like Loki, but, but I do like Loki, but is it okay to like Loki? You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I like yeah, Thor too. And I shouldn't like Thor if I, if I look at it this way and yeah. So, but anyway, I, I digress and didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's fine. It's good. It sends you into this entire spiral, this ideological spiral. Um, and, and the problem, one of the real, issues is that we're like what 23 24 films plus multiple episodes on tv into this disney franchise and narrative established by marvel before we figured out you know i don't say before we figured out before god showed us hey this is what's going on yeah you know that's a lot of time invested Mm-hmm. that's a lot of conditioning that's already gone on that's a lot of emotional connections that have already been established with this material so to go back through and have to unlearn that you know, that, that's a lot it is yeah and, and i used to read comic books you know a little i wasn't like a, a super comic you know, i wasn't like a comic nerd but I, I went and got comic books you know what i mean i, I enjoyed reading them when i was a kid mm-hmm. um i wish i still had some of the ones that i did have uh but right I yeah don't, and and granted i was reading them through a kid's mindset at the time but i don't remember the same messaging then as when 
Disney took over and, and bought out Marvel. Like it, it seems like once the evil empire bought Marvel, man, they threw their whole satanic agenda at it. They definitely, in my opinion, shifted gears. Mm-hmm. But I think, and again, I, I don't have a lot of experience with the actual comic book stuff. Just some of the things that I've looked at and researched. From what I can tell, the stories that Marvel put forth were really the retellings of ancient stories, right? Okay. Ancient spiritual stories, almost a retelling of the history of the gods from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the more we dig into it, the more we see that the core material is actually a regurgitation of ancient material. Okay. Now that makes sense. So I think it was still there. I just think it was a bit more subtle. Okay. And, and that, once and that it makes got, sense, cause as a kid, you just read it for face value. You know what I mean? You're not. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also think about society about the time that that came up. You know, there, there are multiple movements in the satanic control matrix, right? You're trying to establish absolute control over every being on a planet. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of resistance that you have to deal with. So you not, you have to condition various sectors through a developmental track that has to take into account the cultural history of that sector and the resistance of that people. And so quite frankly, when you're dealing with like the United States that is coming out of a quote unquote uh, Christian background, you can't throw this stuff directly at him and expect him to accept it. You got to slowly introduce it. So the subtlety wasn't by accident. It was a necessary tactic in order to render acceptance. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Well, because like, I love the traditional Thanos. I really do. Okay. The, the, you know, the celestial with the divergent gene and, and maybe part of me is, is a hopeless romantic. So I loved the, the envisioning of a villain that's in love with death, right? Lady death, the, the female embodiment of death. You love this, do you? Well, no, as, as a concept for a villain. I think it's clever. I think because it's relatable, like everyone, well, not everyone, maybe it's just me. Has, I've never been has, in love with death. Have you been in love or in a relationship with someone that's not healthy? Like, like a, a toxic, psychotic woman? A toxic relationship? <laughs> no. if, if you if you haven't been in one, you okay, know someone I can honestly has. answer, like, yes. Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mo- most so, of yeah, my so at, past relationships. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. So then you have Thanos who is in love with death. And clearly you're like, bro, could you not see the red flags? Like her name <laughs> is death, but you can see how this, this, this so sexy. Just, <laughs> ah, but you can see how this, this drives him to be the villain that he is and killing people and sending them to her. Like it's, it's distorted, but I think it's a good villain, you know? Okay. And then you have the Disney Thanos or the, the uh, MCU Thanos. And he's just this ogre that, that wants to kill half the population to save the resources temporarily. I'm like, uh, it's, it's green gospel. So well, by Josh bro. He is. I mean, I I didn't catch none of that. As soon as he just walks in, like, fine, I'll do it myself. I was like, Oh yeah. I got to adopt that as a mantra. And he shows up in boxes (laughs) with a Hulk. Yeah. Like then, I mean, that puts him on the map right away. I was personally pissed off that he was able to pull off what I consider to be a purple goatee. I was like, how do you get his beard like that? I didn't know it was his chin. I was like, man, that's dope. I don't think I can pull off a purple beard. He was rocking that color. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, you don't know but it yeah, unless you try. Right? But I, I don't know if I can try that one. <laughs> True. I mean, Brolin does do a good job playing him, but the actual writing of the villain is just gross. It doesn't make sense. It's dumb, but it's all to fit that like you were saying, goes to fit that Knox, that Gnostic messaging that wasn't there in the the first rendition of it. And and you you it has made me really wonder. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say it, it, you said something about they were written towards the times. I mean, when when a lot of those comic books were coming out, you know, it was the you know end of World War Two. You know, you had your Vietnam ties, you had civil rights uh, tied in there, and. You know, then then it went into the 80s and they, they kind of brought in 
a little bit of the the satanic panic and maybe AIDS fear and and homosexuality as a kind of a fear and then you get mm -hmm. into the 90s and it, it just that's when i kind of think things just kind of okay we got to kick something into gear for the long haul and now here we are because the 90s to me was like the last last great decade only because i grew you know i graduated in 96 you know so i i experienced the 90s as a little bit older of a of a kid but looking back on the commercials that i remember you were already seeing those sexual innuendos with even like food snacks and this and that and you know and it was like oh okay uh you didn't see that 10 15 years before that yeah Interesting. I, I you know i went back i was watching uh boy meets world mm. it was like my show when i was growing <laughs> up and uh, since it's on Disney Plus, I've had a chance to go back and kind of relive. Did you have a Topanga? Define did. Yeah, I was going to say he still does. <laughs> still does. Is she still good looking? It's Topanga. Uh, I don't know what she looks like now, like grown up. I mean, she's still attractive, but I, there's something iconic about that version. And right. You know, that there's something Topanga. with the name, too. The, the name Topanga, just, yeah, the name's kind of sexy the way you say yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you can have a lot of fun with Topanga. You know, you can't really get mad at something like that, a word like that. Do you know what it means? Like, wouldn't it be weird if there was some, like, sexually embedded meaning to no, the name? No, it wouldn't be weird. It would make perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently it's actually a, a um, I think it's a, a rock formation out in California, like Topanga Canyon. Oh, really? Yeah, I, was, I listened to the uh, podcast that's conducted between uh, Daniel Fischel, Will Fidel, and Ryder Strong, and people who played Topanga, um, Will, the brother, and Sean, the best friend. Oh, okay. And so they go back through a lot of the the history and facts and stuff about the show. And one of the things that's up for debate is where did the actual name Topanga come from? And there's like two different stories about it, but one of them is that the show creator, uh, Michael Jacobs, was driving around. He needed a name for the Topanga character, didn't have it, was passing Topanga Canyon. And was like, that's it. Her name's Topanga. Hmm. And then somebody else, I forget the other story, but apparently it's a real place. It's a real name. Okay. But anyhow, <laughs> taking me all the way down, Boy Meets World, uh, uh, world. I remember... Um, going back rewatching these and i told christopher goes i'm like okay dude you've ruined this for me because christopher's like hey while you're going through it <laughs> you just you know just for grins and giggles how about you look into this and see if there's any sort of embedded messaging i'm like no i don't, I don't want to this is yeah, this is my sacred little childhood <laughs> exactly leave me be this is a peer show and there's nothing wrong comes out of the 90s ah, like five episodes in I'm like, I swear she just channeled a demon as a child. This is bad in the middle of class. <laughs> he was like, but this is only five episodes in. I was like, I know. Was, this is horrible. I've gone through several of the subsequent seasons, and there's still things that are embedded in there. So what that shows me, and I've seen this with other uh, content as well, it shows me that the things were there, but my awareness of them was not as sharp as it is now. Right. Right. But that serves a purpose. It, it it allows us to get desensitized to content early so that shifts in the the potency and concentration, the spiritual concentration of the content can happen. Right. Because the people that control this, the the, the synagogue of Satan, if you will, they're playing the long game. Mm hmm. Right. They're not after just trying to make in incremental advancements. Well, let me rephrase that. They're not after winning the game in two moves. If they could, sure, they go for it, but they know it's not a practical strategy. Right. So they will play out two, 300 moves. And if it takes longer than that, it takes longer than that because the goal is achieving the goal. Same thing the Nazis did. Right. Mm hmm. <clears throat> that's interesting because we can we can touch on that a little bit later but i'm excited i want to do i want to do black panther have you seen that one ghost no i quit what was the last one i saw was uh 
I think it was Ragnarok was the last one that I watched. Okay. I think Black Panther came out before Ragnarok. Yeah. There and you I, go. And I only watched Ragnarok <laughs> because we, I think we were at my brother-in-law's and he's like, hey, have you seen it? I'm like, no. He's like, it's kind of goofy. Let's watch it. I'm like, all right. You know, we'd had a few beers and, you know, there's the Hulk and the arena and what, what have you. And it's like, okay, but I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. They, they made it. Mm. That one was really cheesy in my, my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a planet Hulk like storyline that it kind of borrows from that. Okay. The Hulk was, was thrown off of planet by Tony Stark and some others because he was too destructive, but then he gets to this, um, this other planet and uh, ends up being able to stay in Hulk form and, and then gets, you know, some of that armor and he fights in the arena and kind of finds a spot in a, in a chaotic world. And that's kind of what was my draw. I was like, oh, this is going to be like Planet Hulk. And it, it wasn't really like that at all. Because in Planet Hulk, I think he ends up becoming the leader because he's, you know, the, the superior warrior. And then he, Hulk doesn't even want to go home. He's like, this, this is my home now. Right. So, yeah, I really, I kind of got swindled thinking that that's what it was going to be like. And it was just goofy. It wasn't nearly as bad as Love and Thunder, which I could not finish. <laughs> and Jason even... wants me to finish. I, I, yeah. I, I saw that and I saw the previews and I'm like, what? No. No. Yeah, I knew it was <laughs> no. I, I knew it was gonna be bad, but doing the show that we have, I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch it. Like, and Jason, then, you, but you I couldn't... literally sat there and finished it. <laughs> I do, but that's because I, I try to discipline myself where if I start something finish it oh, man. even God if it's you. if it's horrible um and love and thunder i first off i didn't want to watch it i saw the trailer it had some overtones to it especially when when thor is talking about find somebody you love or uh i think it was not thor it was uh chris pratt's character star lord star lord yeah saying find the person you love and thor's all looking at him and i'm like nah okay mm. Mm. You're you're signaling and hinting. I was like, I'm not feeling this one here. Well, they have to follow. And then Superman it's love play. and thunder. I know, right? And I'm like, yeah, I I don't know if I'm feeling this, but I need to see what they're putting out in society and 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 what messaging that they're sending out there. So I started to watch it. I was good till I got to the goats. <laughs> and the goats <laughs> annoyed me. That's it. I I told myself I was like one more scream from these goats, and I'm. I can't, I can't do it. But then when I got to super soft, uh, super soft, uh, 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 Zeus mm. played by the same character who, for me, typified the alpha male screen role, you know, which is Russell Crowe coming out of gladiator. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, we want to see him back in armor. And it was soft armor. And I'm like, once again, you throw me into an emotional quandary. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they have this scene for people who haven't seen it, you know, spoiler alert, small spoiler though. There's a scene in there where, uh, where Thor is in front of Zeus and he's, he's in chains or whatever. He's in restraints and Zeus is trying to figure out who he is. Cause he's in disguise too. Right. Right. And so Zeus is like, I know what I'll do. I'll flick. And he like removes his clothing. And all of a sudden, everybody around Zeus faints. Like four women and two dudes. Because of course, Thor is naked. It was mm. too much for them to handle. And I was like, the women I get, the secondary group to fainted, this is questionable. <laughs> right. And of course, Thor's like, you flip too hard. And I was like, that's a statement I wouldn't have made, but in front of a whole bunch of people. <laughs> it's like, that was a questionable dialogue decision. Oh, that's funny. I was like, but it's Tico Waititi. So, hey, there you go. What do you, what do you expect? Uh, and, and then the, some of the other embedded uh, storylines that were going on in it wasn't, didn't really do much for me. It wasn't the one that I would want to go out and buy. I didn't think it really advanced the, the arc of the character line what i thought it did was actually provided another platform for tico waititi to be able to espouse his his ideology mm. what things he thinks are are important and i despite how i feel about that particular ideology i thought it was a poor decision for the integrity of the film 
because it's felt it, it seemed as though he superimposed that messaging into a world that it was not authentic towards. Makes sense. And that, that annoyed me. Okay. The goats just made it worse. I hated it. Couldn't finish it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you gave but all that Black away. Panther. Now I'm not really not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, you're not going to miss much. No. Black Panther was Black Panther. Going back to this one. I think okay. it was really good. I enjoyed it. But I have some takes on it that might offend a bunch of people. Well, don't <laughs> leave us hanging. All right, so we'll just start with the regular Gnosticism that we see in, in so much of the uh, the Marvel films. So uh, T'Chaka, who was the king in the very beginning of the movie, you see him mismanage his, his role as king of Wakanda. So this would be like the god archetype. So he ends up, um, he sends people into the world and they can't handle it. So then he has to uh, fix the problem by killing his own people because they're in the world and it leaves this this child un, unkept uh, who ends up growing into Killmonger. So he's, God is the reason there's even a villain in Black Panther at all. So then fast forward, the uh, T'Chaka dies and then the um, Chadwick Boseman, his character ends up ascending into that, the role of King. And he's the, the main protagonist. So we can, you know, as we're going through, we go, okay, we know there's Gnostic messaging. We can assume that he's kind of the Satan archetype. And one uh, theological view uh, from Christianity, I don't think that it's necessarily accurate, but it is one view, is that Satan was created as the, like the, the second in command. And then later God reveals, oh, I have my firstborn son, Jesus. And this is kind of what causes that anger, that hatred, that rebellion out of the Lucifer character. He's like, I thought I was first in line. Until the little hairball. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So this is a really popular idea. And you can see this kind of put in place that uh, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, he gets the, um, he becomes king of Wakanda. And then. Killmonger shows up who only exists because of God mismanaging his position. Killmonger shows up and he's like, well, I, I actually um, have rights to the throne fights T'Challa overthrows, takes the position. And what he wants to do is he wants to take the power of uh, Wakanda and liberate all of his people. So if you look at a vilified version of the divine Christ, he wants to save all of his people from the villainy of the world. And he's portrayed in this movie as the bad guy Killmonger. And then they have this battle at the end and you have all of the, the, the tribal fighting of the different groups in Wakanda. And then finally uh, T'Challa ends up winning and defeats the Christ archetype Killmonger and then sits on, on the throne again to, to try to bring peace. And in the, um, the outpouring of that event causes Wakanda to then reunite with humanity and they start exchanging ideas and they start sharing technology to advance humanity from this, the, the position that Wakanda has. So that's kind of the, the, the Gnostic backdrop. Does that, does that make sense? Ghost? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. So this, this is what's uh, might be offensive. This is the edgy one and I've, we've not shared it anywhere. So this is uh, coming to you first ghost. Nice. The there's two warring factions in comics, which which you might know. So there's Detective Comics, DC Comics, and then there's Marvel. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and even well, though, just for the non uh, the non cosmic or the non comic sensitive, mm-hmm. you said there's Detective Comics and then DC. Yeah, they're, so they're, those are the same one. They're not too different. Right. Detective Comics is, is DC. DC. Right. Okay. That's the Yeah. So, so DC would be um, the Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman. Superman, Batman, yeah. all of those. And they're owned by Detective Comics or what we know as DC Comics is the more colloquially understood term. And then Marvel is, you know, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Panther, you know, everything that we're talking about. Right. And even though I'm more of a fan of, of Marvel, a lot of the ideas that Marvel 
has popularized actually first started in, in DC comics. Not all of them. Interesting. I didn't know that. But there is a lot. So you have like Darkseid as a character in. That's why I see similarity and overlap. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it, it, it's difficult to keep these characters separated. Mm -hmm. Like but, Dark Side and Thanos. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. DC came out with Dark Side, and a couple years later, Marvel says, "Oh, we also have like a purplish, super powerful main bad guy." Which is Apocalypse. Thanos. Apocalypse was connected to the X Men, so which that, is still Marvel. Yeah. Is and, it is it their take on Dark Side? I'm not trying to steal the conversation, just clearing up some stuff while we're I'm, here. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. I think one of the things, at least from my perception, and if there's anyone out there that knows comics better, I, I could absolutely be wrong. But the X-Men and the mutants seem to be a Marvel only thing. Okay. Like that that kind of gave them a little bit more social traction than than DC. Got you. So and Apocalypse being um in the in the X-Men uh storyline. I'm not sure if there's a a precursor to that in dc i got you okay but yeah so we see this happen a lot and one of the places that it happens is with the idea of wakanda and i was thinking about this because so many so many of the melanin rich have rallied behind black panther because i mean it's it is an excellently done movie the cast is fantastic um they're very skilled like everything about it is just top-notch quality it really is through and through but when when you know that the 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 money behind all of this is corrupt and doesn't want to give people the necessary tools to lift them out of their particular state and black panther was used as a banner for the melanin rich to rally under i start getting a little skeptical not because it's 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 Poor quality. I'm going to provide you a little bit of, of cover fire. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> so um, if, if you look right, I, right now. Yeah. yeah okay. Just, okay. Just at your point here, I felt the same way. Okay. Uh, I was excited to see black Panther on the film. I mean, on the screen and then watching it, I was pulled into two different divisive emotional camps. Okay. All right. Part of me wanted to, be incredibly happy to see African culture portrayed in such an advanced fashion. Okay. Right. Especially mm -hmm. when you come from an ethnic line of people here in the United States that, uh, that have strategically had their ethnic history obfuscated and, and erased and whitewashed. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of things have been changed. What it caused you to do is to lose your sense of, of ancestral identity. Right. And being able to see a portrayal of in such a positive light, and I'm going positive kind of within the entry into the Wakanda world. Okay. Right. It it, it almost did the same thing that coming to America did. No, Back there were like penis sales. Your well, see, I have been trying <laughs> and I have been holding on to the belief that wow. I'll be able to relive that moment. <laughs> I don't somebody me. singing, she's your queen. <laughs> oh yeah I, i'm waiting for that moment <laughs> uh, and i also want to have my face been, on my you've own money on? you've been holding on uh to the royal <laughs> <laughs> was like that's a bad follow-up touche <laughs> but hold on tight yeah. <laughs> you know word choice is key it right is. here right <laughs> i'm gonna give you that wow. point that's hilarious no but you know i, I, I they said that sales day. went up <laughs> right? Sorry, they I said that to. sales to Wakanda and sales to Zamunda <laughs> skyrocketed as far as so not sales, but but increase to can we is, is there a tour? Can we get there? And they had to be like, these are fictional places. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it resonates with people because you don't constantly see that in a I care for how I say this. They want you to see it as a European dominated society, right? Mm -hmm. But in a Luciferian dominated society that seeks to exploit every ethnic group and turn it against itself or turn it against others, mm -hmm. they're not going to show a version of this. 
that shit what you read in the covenant is cap i was bred by the government fact check every head when it come to this upside down system had enough of it another sapien that's on the globe lost code looking for the direction but don't nobody know the only bit of insight that they ever sold me i've been start to find out doesn't really hold every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie high motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls Tit jobs from Botox to lipos Light bulbs in my head of where I might go I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if Look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time to find lines that connect through to all their lies. They normalize a real life poltergeist to trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right. The thought's sick. I take a chance and roll my dice because something in my stomach isn't sitting right. I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light, but I can't cuz fuck. I'm bad shit what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system had enough of it we bad shit what we read in the covenant it's cap we were fed by the government fact check every head when it come to this upside down system had enough of it i want the power to shake shit and shift shape tap in the pineal eye without a mistake we have the power to live right and get straight but they found a way to remove this they bitch made hey Keep on calcifying glands with your fluoride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants a beat speaking to me know I'm talking back every chance hoping one day I make it overseas to France but in the northwest I trip without a traveling band yeah and that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss look with the cat drug in now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub at midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup soaking in my cannabis suds anything for a buzz reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug peel through a fat stash burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from but here I am still stuck in the bathtub my brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm bad shit I'm fucking bad shit and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system had enough of it. Enough of it. Enough of it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.